You are listening to Nova Dormcast, <laughs> episode two. Oh, Hi God. guys, welcome to the Nova Dormcast. This is episode two, as introduced by our very own Will. Um, so this episode, oh, I'm your host Mari. You guys remember me from the last episode. Um, I have here some of my dearest friends, and we're going to be talking about the best pieces of advice, or just really pieces of advice that we've received that we want to share, or that influenced us in any way. So, I'll go around. Will, you want to introduce yourself? Hey guys, I'm Will. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else to say. I was in the last episode. Yes, he was. We remember. Uh, Water guy, sorry. I was not in the last episode, but my name is Lily, and I'm Mari's roommate. Yeah, roommate. Welcome. Thanks. Welcome, Lily. It's like an AA meeting. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Lily. Lily. <laughs> Hi, guys. Okay, um, I'm Colin. I was also in the last episode. I don't know if you guys remember me, but... <laughs> I'm Doubtful. Here. I'm here now. <laughs> I'm Danny. Uh, I'm Colin's roommate, and yeah, I was here last time, too. Um, I'm Mia. I'm new here. And, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. And yeah. we also have Maya in the room, a listener. If you feel like interjecting, hey. Maya, please feel free. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, advice is not, like, my thing, but if I feel like I remember something interesting, I might pop in. Good. Feel welcome, too. I'm the only one who had a roommate here. <laughs> Do you want to invite him? Um, <laughs> he can be the next one. So, who wants to start? Does anybody want to say their piece of advice? Lily, did you say I want to go? Ago? No, I said I wanted to go yeah, last. I mean, I can all on the same page. Like, we all have like advice, but like, it's like, do you have does everyone have one picked out? I feel like I have a lot of things in my same. Life, I have like, a few. Okay, I, I have like one specific thing. Okay, okay. Well, I'm then, like assessing the start? vibes. Will you start? Then I can follow. Go ahead, Will. Okay, um, mine has like kind of a backstory. Um, so like, I've gone to like therapy here since like all. In September um, with like anxiety and depression and my psychologist told me in December because I was really anxious about like a lot going on like with finals and like just being confident in myself so she was like just like like block out any noise and just write about everything you're feeling and so I went to the library and then just typed for like 45 minutes I wrote four and a half pages of, like uh-huh. what I was feeling and it really helped clear my head so and so I've been doing that since then. Like, every time I get really overwhelmed, I'll just write. And it's very helpful. That's awesome. Oh, my oh God, that's, that's really so good cool. Advice. So vibes. Yeah. I do that a lot. I keep a journal. And I want to do it more often. I, I wish I could do it every day so that when I feel like writing, it's not like I'm erupting and writing, like, seven pages and yeah. my hand hurts. So I'm going to try to do that every day. That's really good advice. It really helps to put <laughs> words to what you're feeling. Because then you just... Yeah. I just feel like it's such a good, like, detangler of like what how overwhelming your feelings can even feel because like you don't even know how to describe what you're feeling sometimes and i think writing is a really good way of talking those out and like getting them out of you definitely would you ever consider doing a, a guided journal like one that has um, prompts for you i thought about that i find it better just like go unprompted and just write what i'm feeling I get that. deep yeah. i like that yeah. I, I like no disrespect but like go villanova mental health services like you know, like, I feel like that's really good advice coming from them. I feel like I usually, like, I've heard, like, things, like, maybe sometimes. No, they weren't, they weren't the best, that. but it's a free service. Yeah. So. We love <laughs> Villanova. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't. um sponsoring us in the future. Hopefully. <laughs> Father Peter, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the the prompted thing is really good. I wanted I've wanted to do that for such a long time, but I need prompts. Yeah, mm. you can just buy them at like Barnes and Noble, I think, right? Like just buy I, the prompt I had a journal like that. It's like I bought it off Amazon, and it's like burn this when you finish it. Oh like, yeah, I saw that. Or, no, that's different. No, it's like so different. That's <laughs> <laughs> so different. Yeah. Oops. No, but I don't know. I like. I also like going unprompted because I feel I feel too constrained or like restricted when I have a prompt. I don't know. And it changes day by day too. Like something yes. that you're thinking of. If you get a prompt that doesn't match that, then you're like forcing it to what you're currently thinking, and it doesn't. No, flow totally. And might not be as therapeutic if that's what you're doing for, especially. Yeah, but I wouldn't burn it in the end. I think one of the main reasons that I like to write is because. Sometimes when I'm, like, feeling something, I don't, like, I've noticed I don't want to let it go because I don't want to forget it. So if I write it out, I can, like, stop feeling it because then it's, it's like, yes. registered and I'm yes. not going to forget. It's, yeah. like, outside of you and you can observe it rather than, like, trying to analyze it within. Or try like, to, like, yes. hold on to it so, so yeah. that you don't forget. Have you seen those, like, the TikTok trend that's, like... You take a like a plate. You buy yeah, a plate. I was about to say that. You write on the plate with sharpie, and then you shatter the plate. Like, shatter how do you feel plate. about that then? Because like, I feel like literally. maybe that's a get. Well, yeah, I mean, I literally, guess, literally. Well, you, you just take off the shatter pieces, but like, <laughs> but like, how do you feel about that I- whole idea? Like, um, like writing out your feelings and then shattering it. Do you actually feel like that helps, or do you think that's just like a gimmick? I don't. I don't know. I I've like, never done it. So. I like it. I like. It's definitely for certain feelings, like stuff you want to let go of. I think if you're doing it for stuff you don't want to let go of, then I wouldn't do that. But like. Just, like, to get, like, the anger out, like, with, the, like, shattering the mm-hmm. plate. That would, I feel like that would really help me. I think things like, sorry to pop in. I think there's things like that that even if they, like, are a gimmick, they can help mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the big reasons I got my tattoo was because I was, like, struggling with something. And I got it to kind of, like, put the power in my hands. And it, like, did. Like, I was, because before I got it, I wasn't sleeping. I was having, like like a lot of anxiety and then it sounds so corny but then I got the tattoo and then I could sleep again so I feel mm-hmm. like even if things like that like when we do think they're gimmicks sometimes they're really helpful you take control of the situation yeah when you can mm-hmm. take control of the situation and like do something like that to put the power in your hands yeah I yeah, oh. please um I went to youth group in like high school and a lot of times they'd have us like write down things you regret on like a piece of paper and then burn it as a way of like cleansing um and like a lot of people, like, didn't really, like, get into it because I thought, like, oh, they're too cool for this. But, like, I always found that it helped only, like, because, like, everyone was doing it and, like, it got, like, emotional to some people because, like, they never really thought about, like, things that they regret. And, like, to put it on paper, it kind of, like, affirms it. Makes and, like, it real. Yeah, and then gets rid of it. So I think that's cool. Yeah, we had something like that on our mission trips with our youth group for church. Um, and it was on, it was always on a Thursday called Cry Night, <laughs> which we're pretty sure they did to try to get, like, us to feel emotional so that we would remember it and we would be like oh yeah the church made me feel all these things and we would stick with it so it might have been a little like playing with other minds like that (laughs) but it always worked because the more people got into it the more the stronger the bonds with each other we grew um that grew and the most memorable one was everyone was given a mirror like a handheld mirror and you wrote your biggest insecurities on it and then you shattered it um and that got like everyone emotional and that was actually really helpful I would so cry doing that. Yeah, I feel like that's hard, too. That's really hard. You know people say, like, shattering mirrors is, like, bad luck almost, too? Mm-hmm. It's, like... Well, I don't really believe that. that. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's just, like, two things. Two large things that I feel like that, I don't know, would play with my mind. But, like, yeah. it would feel like relief, I guess. I don't know. Because, like, like I was asking, like, I don't... I don't really... 
think it's a gimmick to do stuff like that. I think it's, does it help you entirely? Does it, like, help you completely solve the issue? No, probably not. But it does give you relief. I think that's cool. So yeah. It might help you solve the issue. Because I think that when you do something like that, it's a form of just processing it. Yeah, yeah I was going to say it's like a gateway. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah, it's like you don't need, you don't, I mean, sometimes you need to go to therapy. Sometimes you need to write it in a plate and smash it. You know, I think it just depends on the gravity of the situation and how much that certain thing means to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes they say like you bury like your insecurities deep down. Sometimes they're already at the top and you just have to let them go. Or sometimes you need a deeper dive and try to unleash mm-hmm. them. Oh, well said. Like well said. Thank you. What's your piece of advice? Um, Do you have one? I guess, yeah, mine's a little different. Mine was... A quote that I saw on Instagram. There's <laughs> plenty of places. Uh, was it like one of those like inspirational quote trends like on TikTok? Like was it like a corny one? It was, I'm trying to remember. I'm just ready for it around. It was um but I remember it was two years ago and it was um you didn't come all this you didn't come this far for nothing. And it was it caught my attention because the one that I normally heard was you didn't come this far to only get this far. But it sort of struck a chord with me because at the time I had like done a lot of work um, for a goal and then the goal didn't pan out. So I was like, damn, I waste all that time. But it, I don't know, maybe think of it in a different way. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I learned some other things through this that I can apply to the rest of my life. So. That's really hard. I think okay. like when things don't go expected that way, it's it takes a lot of strength to understand that like maybe not that everything happens for a reason, but that because it took you on a different path, you are in a different position and you can only accept that. Yeah, There's exactly. like no going back. Nice. Yeah, I also heard a, a quote I, on the internet. <laughs> Don't yes. remember who said it, where I found it, but I think it really applies. It was when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that really hit me because I was like, it For really sure. is all about perspective because everybody sees everything differently and the world is completely unique to every person. So what's to say that you seeing something differently doesn't change the thing itself? It might. Yeah. And even if it doesn't, it might feel that way, and that's good enough, you know? Definitely. For sure. Yeah. It's very good. What's your other one? Oh, I had two. Didn't you? Wasn't it a qu- Oh, wait, I had two. <laughs> <laughs> I had two. Wow. Yeah. Oh, perfect segue. All right. my, my other <laughs> one was... Literally gonna bring up the freaking book that we read, Danny. Again. Again, perfect. And it it was like one of the we read the Four Agreements, my favorite book ever. I'm gonna keep talking about it forever and ever and ever. And it was don't take anything personally, and I think that's huge. That was huge for me. That completely changed my mindset on on my life because I always thought that people were doing things for me or at me, and most of the time they're not. Most of the time, people are just doing things because they see things a certain way and they act like that because of that. It's not really directed at you, you know? Yeah. For sure. That was huge. I agree. Especially, um, I haven't had much experience to this, but I know, like, just the idea of bullying, I know it comes mostly from a place of self-hatred and trying to sort of boost themselves, not any, like, desire to put someone else down. It's just for personal gain and personal issues so it's I don't know it yeah. doesn't mean that what they're doing is not wrong it's just that it shouldn't affect you as much as they're trying it to or it doesn't have to yeah exactly anybody else wants to say well I think that's like a pretty good segue into mine only because mine's about forgiveness um 
I think it's just as important to forgive yourself as it is to forgive others. Um, I struggle with that a lot, and personally, I, I'm I'm very hard on myself, and I think that when I make a mistake, it makes me feel like, as a whole person, I am more so worse, I guess, than I would before that mistake, that I would say so before that mistake happened, and so I think um, I've been trying to work on um, forgiving myself for being human and not being perfect all the time, and I think that a lot of people project those insecurities of not being perfect through other ways and so I think forgiveness is about your own growth it's not about getting the other person off easy Mm -hmm. or um letting go or saying that that what they said or did was okay but it's about setting your own grief and pain free from yourself and I think that was really hard for me to learn yeah I think um like part of that for me was like I always thought that something bad happened to me I'm like why does this not happen to anyone else and like obviously it did but it's hard because you're not seeing it behind the scenes um and my psychologist also told me she's like forming connections with people like that you don't know and like hearing about like the problems they're going through was very helpful because like you wouldn't think they'd be going through that so it's also very nice to like have that empathy for other people like they're also going through some like tough shit and like you just you'll just never know until you like build these connections yeah, me and empath. <laughs> okay, butting in again, but I did, I came up with my best piece of advice that I've ever gotten. It was from my moms, and they always told me that everyone has stuff. Like, kind of like what Will was saying. Like, everyone has some shit that they're dealing with that they're not talking about or, like, expressing to the world. And kind of similar to Will, I, when I would get, well, so I have, ju- I have juvenile arthritis, and I was diagnosed when I was, like, young like 11 or 12 and like as a young kid like not really understanding that was hard and being like why is this happening to me you know all this shit and feeling like I was like very alone and my parents just would always tell me that everyone has stuff and then the more open I became about my experiences the more open other people became about their experiences and as I grew older I learned that like I had so many friends that were dealing with, like, depression or um, friends who were, like, in the, like, part of the LGBTQ plus community and hadn't told their parents about it or whose parents were not accepting of it. And just, like, everyone has shit that they're dealing with, kind of, and, like, you're not alone in that. Probably was the best piece of advice. Yeah, exactly why we shouldn't go harder on ourselves. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) that's why you just never know what people are dealing with so like sharing that i think is is so helpful Mm -hmm. it's like such a psychologist thing to say but it actually does help psych major major. (laughs) Yeah. yeah no literally like i think it's just it's crazy how much you can connect with someone when you both feel vulnerable enough to actually admit that you both have faults like it's crazy that is so true like the strength that it takes yes. to admit your own faults yes is like you have to be one of the strong like you have to be super strong and strong willed to like be able to do that and like like Maya was saying like knowing that other people have stuff going on is one thing and that's also really difficult to get to getting to the, the point where you can share your own faults to someone else yes. is like another step forward I think yeah. yeah and it's like in a way everyone wants to try to prove to themselves that they're like perfect or like that I don't know, like you're saying, like, not forgive themselves for things that they did or whatever, but, like, 
like, like I keep saying, it's it takes so much strength to do that. I don't know. Yeah, Mari and I had been talking before about how, like, I think so many, we think so many people have, like, a God complex where, you know, they're, like, no, but, at, <laughs> but simultaneously <laughs> feel inadequate. Yeah. And, like, that struggle is so real that it's, like, we can't take our own advice sometimes because we feel like we could conquer the world, yet we are ca- we aren't capable of so many things that we doubt ourselves about and it's just i think like psychologically it's so interesting how you can connect with somebody if you have enough strength to actually admit those those like inadequacies i don't even know if that's a word but yeah, yeah. no it is a word yeah and i think that that's <coughs> part of like i don't know like self compassion more than even self love is just understanding that you know like some just like going through something or making a mistake doesn't make you less yeah. or or worse yeah like like some you can't like let yourself feel on top of the world and and then let yourself completely fall down yes like you, you just it's really hard like it's easy to say but it's hard to work on when cuz it just feels so good to feel like you're perfect and then when you're not perfect anymore that's the whole thing is shattered and so it's easy to drop too yeah it's funny when people like that have god complexes and i feel like a lot of people do it's funny that most of those people like their god complexes quote unquote are made from like words of affirmation of other people like Mm -hmm. they build themselves up and think they're the best but that's only because of what other people have been telling them yeah it's contingent yeah exactly dependent on the other person approving not themselves though yes exactly I think, um, like, the whole self-love thing is so important only because, like, I've struggled with that for a while and I've gotten, like, more and more confident about, like, my own self and it's helping me realize that, like, I don't care what other people think about me and it just, like, lifts a huge weight off your shoulders <laughs> oh, so much. Yes, so, like, as college has gone on and talked a lot, maybe because I just haven't seen the people I've grown up with. So, like, there's less of, like, a... Nobody knows me from my past, so I can kind of reinvent myself in, like, a new way. So I think that's also, like, very helpful. And, like, it's, like, a huge weight off my shoulders. I'm such a big fan of, like, fresh slates. We need to have a fresh slate episode. Because everyone here has, like, like, just, like, a fresh slate. Like, brand new. Everyone here is, none of us knew each other, right? Yeah. Like, not that we're, like, completely reinventing ourselves, but there's, like, an element of that. For sure. You get to come back and, like, you get to come to this school, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Like, no, that took me a while to register, but I guess. Like, you come to the, the new school, like, for me, 800 miles away, and, like, I'm not changing... <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm not changing myself, but I, like, it's easier to feel comfortable in yourself and stop thinking what other people think if you're not surrounded by the people that have seen you from when you are like, you know... Baby. A baby. Yeah, because you can take everything... I'm such a big fan of moving, that's why, because it's like you can take everything that you learned from the last, like, portion of your life... And just get the best version that you can, like, take from that and, like, get everything that you learn and then put that into your new, like, self-improved person. It's when I, like, when I moved from, I think the biggest move for me was when I moved from Brazil to the U.S. Because it was the same people that I went to school with since I was zero. Like, the same school up until I was, like, 12, 13. And so, like, coming here, it was just, like, so refreshing because there was there was no reputation there was no history nobody knew my family nobody knew where i went to school where i lived it's just so so refreshing it's hard because you know you have to start everything again but it's it's refreshing when you realize that everyone around you is also doing the same especially because like that's what's so unique about college is like 
like, yes, it's hard to start new, but, like, during orientation weekend, like, I looked around, and I was, like, everyone, I was, like, everyone around me uh, is, like, in the same boat as me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think when you're all going through the same thing, it's way easy to go through. Sorry, guys, somebody just knocked on the door. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Good cool. point. Good point. We should have an episode on that. I think that'd be right. good because that's like so huge for all of us. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel unique though because I've had like two fresh slates, kind of, kind of like Mari. I guess. What was your first one? Mine was. Well, I don't want to like divulge too much from our like fresh slate episode, but like <laughs> it was probably when I started rowing because that was it's, it was a club team and there was no one from my high school. It was people that I'd never met in my life before. And in my high school, kids that I'd known since, like, kindergarten, I had a very, like, I had a reputation, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, it wasn't who I was anymore. But that was a reputation that I still had because it was the kids that had known me for my entire life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I had that opportunity to go and not even reinvent myself, but just be my true self and have those people appreciate that version of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Also well said. Um, Lily, you've been awfully quiet. Any oh, advice yeah. you'd like to share? <laughs> I, I mean, I do. I have two things, but like they're low key. Like, who is knocking on the door? Knock you guys are popular, popular here. <laughs> so popular. Yeah, we are. Basically, what I was trying to say is like, I have. Oh hey Hannah, we're filming the podcast. You can come in and say hi if you'd like. Hi. <laughs> okay. Um. So basically, like, I have two sets of advice that are definitely like much different than what we're talking about. Like a little less deep. That's okay. Um, I just like I remind it reminded me today this morning. I went. I woke up this morning. Went studying with Mari at the library, and we were talking about concerts, right? Mm-hmm. And I had a teacher in high school, Miss Camarillo, my Spanish teacher in freshman year, and well for my entire high school career, who told me how important it was to go to concerts to prioritize going to concerts mm-hmm. and at the time I had never gone to really like a concert besides like with my family or something but like throughout high school I made it a very big effort because of what she said like that stuck with me so much like you, I don't it was probably like the most pointless statement but like I went to so many concerts and I like gained a love for music but I also just gained a love for like like live performance and I just feel like that's cool that's like so human and uh, we were talking about that today. Like we want to, yeah. we want to try to go to more concerts. Like we literally live like twenty five minutes away from Philadelphia. Every <laughs> band ever comes to Philadelphia. We need to make it a priority of ours to go into Philly and see these live music, like live so bands true. and stuff. Because it seems so simple, but like it is such an like every time I just like I get a concert high and I leave and I'm like I need to go to more concerts. So I think it's just a such a positive experience. Oh yeah, you're surrounded just, by people that are. Yeah. in the same mindset as you and it's just like happy and fun but i think it, it it's like even not not to be like making everything deep but it's deep like it's deeper than that <laughs> like it is because it, i don't know for me it's like when i listen to music and like i feel it and like i feel it vibrating and everybody's like listening to it it's like a ex- spiritual experience it is spiritual. Almost, because fun. it's something that like us humans just created and like out of, out of nothing nobody told us you have to make music yeah. nobody said you have to like this we just do and babies like music it's just like such a thing that's natural to us I feel yeah. like it's all good yeah. I also feel like it's like such a dopamine rush you know like I think going to somewhere like that where you can scream to like something that you like literally love mm-hmm. is it's so therapeutic it is that's a great way to describe it is like it's therapy it Screaming. really is yeah. a lot of people think of it as like 
Well, like, on the surface, they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's a nice way to escape from my normal life. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's actually true, because you're making, like, a concept, conscious choice. I'm going to this concert, and I'm going to have fun. I've earned this. And it's sort of like, I don't know, it's part of the best part of life. You mm-hmm. get to have those experiences that you're going to remember. It's not just a break from, like, yeah. the dreary old work week. Yeah, not everything that's enjoyable has to be an escape. Right. And, like, most of the time, you go to concerts of bands and musicians that you enjoy. So it's like... <laughs> yeah. It's not an escape. You choose to go. It's you. It's like, yeah. it's like for you. It's yeah. like, like you're planning to look forward to that. Yeah. It's it's so important, I think. Yeah, what's your other one? The other one it is like back to like the mental like mental strength mm-hmm. and stuff. Just like my cross country coach in high school was like such a hard ass. Like he was so <laughs> tough. And like I remember like the first practice, like I went home crying because it was just like I, I he didn't disrespect me, but it was like it seemed like he had no respect for me at the time just because of how like weak I was back then. And I don't think cross country is like the most strenuous of sports, but it is hard. And I think that there's a lot of like mental toughness that comes with it and stuff. I mean, like we're literally running like 10 miles a day. Like that's hard. And through, I am so thankful for him in so many different ways because he didn't give it to me easy as a beginner. So my entire life, running with him just kept getting harder and harder like you would think it would get easier as you get better at the sport but it just kept getting harder and i i like i respect that and i like thank him for that and i remember like we were never the closest ever because he wasn't like a super emotional guy but like he i don't know i just respect that so much he was like a 40 year old guy who would come out every day he was no relation to any of us would be he was a volunteer coach and he would run races with us and do all this stuff. And I was just like, I have so much respect for you for doing that. And I just think that, like, whether that it'll be in my career or my lifestyle or if I become a coach, like, I want to be like that. I want to help kids kind of gain their footing. And, like, I don't know. When I was young, I didn't think I, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't strong. And now I feel like I'm stronger willed and stuff. So. Yeah. I completely a, get it. There's a quote from an old movie that I like called Lone Survivor. And it's in the Navy SEALs, like, like speech that they sort of give in their initiation, something they have to memorize. And it's, everything life worth over, worth doing is worth overdoing. Moderation is for cowards. And I sort of think that, like, sports, especially cross-country, because it's literally, like, or not literally, but practically all mental, like, toughness. Yeah, pretty much. That it teaches you, like, if you're going to do this, do it. Like, go hard every second. Yeah. It's always the cross-country coaches. You never <laughs> ran cross-country, but... My science teacher in high school was a, like, 75-year-old man, retired, like, plastic surgeon, the most interesting guy I've ever met in my entire life, Um, and he would come every day, like, teach multiple classes a day, and then stay after school, coach track and cross-country, and then run around, like, run the track, and, like, you'd see this old man out running, and his little, like, Adidas joggers and, like, mm-hmm. T-shirt every day. Um, just interesting man. But he always would tell us in class, sleep when you're dead. Yeah. Like, like yeah. sleep is for the week. Like, he would always tell us this. And, like, he meant it about, like, studying. But it kind of stuck with me just, like, you know, just kind of, like, there's a time and a place for certain things. And, like, we're in our youth and, like sleep is for the like sleep when you're dead you know like yeah, have fun like you're like i was in high school at the time i'm in college now like it's fun times and like you can have fun i texted my 
cross-country group chat like 20 minutes ago it's just i couldn't remember the exact quote because he says like a bunch of these random like sayings and stuff <laughs> one of them was like really nice and whatever and every before every race he would just be like do it for your friends your family and your goals like Aww. do like before each race but he also would say it's kind of similar in like a, in a way he would go um if you're gonna be stupid please just be smart about it <laughs> so like that would be like before we would go to the like off for the weekend or something or like mm-hmm. after a meet and like th- that's such like a lame quote but like it's no, so I like funny it. like it, yeah. uh i don't know good guy yeah i think the sleep thing it it doesn't necessarily have to apply to like sleep like physical sleep like yeah sleep eight hours it, it's good for you 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 have to like rest but i think sleep in like the like kind of like the seize the day thing like we, we sometimes go through our day almost asleep like zombies we follow our schedule mm-hmm. we go to the library we do homework and then we don't even stop to just appreciate the fact that we're alive so i think that's that's huge maya yep yeah my um my middle school principal his main thing was in carpe diem which is seize the day mm-hmm. so like every single time i got the announcement he'd say carpe diem and then like he was so like live life like to the fullest kind of guy and like that refreshing attitude like mm-hmm. middle school is like when you're there, it's, like, the biggest deal of your life. So it's, like, yeah. you're, like you're, like, oh, this is the toughest life will ever be. <laughs> like, and it's a, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, like, look back, I'm, like, oh, that was, like, it wasn't too, too bad. Like, work-wise, I wasn't, like, oh, no. drowning in work. <laughs> so now I'm, like, why didn't I do that then? So now, like, me in the future is going to look back at me and call and think, oh, why didn't I do that then? Yeah. So I was going to keep doing that. So, like, now I have to, like, live life now because who knows what I can do later. So take advantage think, of that. I think things like that are also so funny because, like, you're in middle school and you're probably hearing, like, carpe diem on the announcements every morning and you're, like, so fucking corny, like, like get this gross. man off of me. <laughs> <laughs> and you look back uh, at it, and like... you remember it. Yeah, and you remember it. And, like, that's someone who, like, their words, like, maybe not, like, changed your life, but, like, affected you. Yeah. Definitely. Cheech. Cheech. Why is she waiting? <laughs> she wanted to go last. Do you really have advice? Do you know? Not yet. Lily's yeah. name is also Cheech, by the way. Oh, yeah. Lily, her nickname is Cheech. Thank you to my best friend, Kat. Who? Happy oh, birthday. my God. Happy birthday, Kat. Happy birthday, Kat. If you're happy listening, birthday. happy birthday. I love you so much. She gave Cheech a nickname. So, Cheech, you got any any advice you'd like to share? Yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> um, mine is just kind of, like, something I learned, like, over the summer, or, like, that I'm still kind of learning now, where it's, like, expressing your emotions and feeling them when you're feeling them and like the backstory is like over the summer like I like an ex- I experienced like an event that was like, just like really hard for me like probably like one of like the worst things that's ever happened to me and I like was uh, very upset about it but two days later I was like fine and I just hang out with my friends and I was like totally fine and that's where the advice came from my friend like one of my good friends like came up to me and she was like like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. She was like, I don't think so. Like, you need to feel this now or, like, you're going to feel it later. Like, anything, like, you bury is going to, like, come back later, which I'm, like, kind of finding out now. And now having to, like, re-feel everything that's happened and, like, be able to, like, move on from that. So, like, if I just, like, felt it in the moment, like, I would have been in a lot better place. Really well said, Cheech. Thank you. I was worried I wouldn't be able to articulate it. No, no. I'm I'm very proud of you for, like, being able to say that, because that takes a lot. Yeah. It takes a lot of strength. It does. Thank you. That was hard. She's small, but she's (laughs) ready. Yeah, I I agree with that. I've been working on that, too, because my family's always been, like, 
not that they've like not been accepting with like emotions. We just don't show it as often yeah. as we should. So, um, I've kind of like kept everything mentally like stuffed down. And I don't know. It also could be because I'm a guy and like just like the guy stereotype is like not showing emotion. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he's like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. That's weird. But like, I've slowly realized that showing emotion is so important. It's like the most important thing. Um, and even my family, like ever since I've opened up about like my own struggles, like mental health. They've started like, she's like, oh, they they've struggled sometimes too, mm-hmm. and like we're all going through stuff. We just don't talk about it. So now it's like, the dynamic of my family's better, and like the dynamic of my friends is just better because we're all open about everything. Yeah. We can Everyone help each other. Has stuff. Everyone has stuff. Everyone has agreed. Thanks for saying that. to every situation. True. All right. Anybody else have a piece of advice? Don't pet a burning dog. Do not, do, do not chase ass. Do not chase ass. I'm not at temple. The best piece of advice I have, live, laugh, love. <laughs> okay, I think this is a really good place to wrap it up. We got, what was it, like 30, 32 minutes. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Everybody that participated, thank you. It's been a pleasure to have you. You were listening <laughs> to the Nova Dorm Cast. Thanks for watching or listening. <laughs> <laughs>